Hello and welcome to the Kindle Spirits podcast. This is your host Ayushman. Let's go. For the second episode of the Kindle Spirits podcast, I thought of getting somebody who I met some years back and who has been an inspiration ever since for me. He is a journalist, something which I tried to do but I could not. And also he is a musician like as well. And he stays in Kolkata, but I wouldn't say he's based out of Kolkata because he keeps changing cities like I change clothes. His name is Ridhan Bhattacharya. He is a sports journalist for the Sports Star at the Hindu. But one of the like but why I am bringing him on this podcast is because I find that he is pursuing his passion like you know when he's pursuing his passion for music writing composing etc he does it with a very striking constant passion to pursue these multiple fields regardless of any expectations and a greed for followers something which content creators nowadays fall in a trap into with this i wanted to greet ridhan hi ridhan how are you doing good good but i want to correct you that uh, i think we are meeting for the first time you probably met me years back on the internet yes and uh, yeah nowadays you get a bit uh, like you know mixed feelings about how you met where you met exactly after yeah, so it's good to see you for the first time <laughs> thank you so much and thank you for inviting me to your place as well where we are doing the whole session today it's a really positive vibe i'm getting which is the best start it's a pleasure. pleasure thank you so much rid i wanted so i will call you rid as you wanted to be called by that name Really, I wanted to understand the way you write in journalism and connect with your music with your followers. I personally see a very intrinsic desire to, like you know, to start to communicate with anybody, be it through your words or be it through your sounds of music. Was this there, like you know, was this passion there from the beginning, or is it something which you acquired over the years? Well, see, I uh, always like meeting people. as i was telling you once you just walked into my room so that how meeting people is always a better idea yeah. to to you know do a podcast or to just to have a conversation over coffee yeah. yeah so from childhood i was this very social guy i would like to go everywhere and gradually and that time of course there were a lot of restrictions because i was in school and you know that parental guidance and you know you need to do your homework right. and do well in studies right. and things like that right but that thing was always there in me that i wanted to venture out i wanted to see what a is doing what b is doing what c is doing mm. uh, what are the gigs happening in 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 the city uh, mm. since i was heavily into music from childhood mm. Mm. Uh, so yeah gradually when i went to college i started venturing out to places like that time princeton club was very huge in calcutta mm. all the hot shot bands of calcutta would mm. play at princeton club and some places mm. so i would every friday you would find me at princeton club i was in like first year of college mm. and uh, just uh, people would stereotype me saying that okay fine this guy is gone going berserk he's probably started drinking mm. but <laughs> let me tell you this yeah. the entire first year of princeton club visits 6 to 7 mm. i only went there for the music mm. uh, of course if uh, and that time i barely uh, had some little bit of pocket money whatever mm. i had mm. i would probably gorge on some dry chicken and some uh, thumbs up <laughs> okay and later on i started drinking that was mm. like one year later but mm. the idea was to meet mm. the guys who mm. are the guys in mm. my city mm. you know doing music mm. because i was also trying to do something similar mm. and i wanted to understand who are my seniors in this industry mm. and i always wanted to get into that business right. of communication you know right. talk to him understand why he is making right. that song right. you know, things like that so yeah it's been there it 
it became activated as i grew up right. uh, if i have to put it that way yeah the interesting part about that answer is that you answered it with your musical background the most mm-hmm. where did journalism fit into all this oh well uh, i remember that uh, i used to be very fascinated by headlines mm. in newspapers yeah. and since i was a cricket nut from childhood and uh, i would like to uh, give a lot of credit to brian lara and sachin and saurav for that mm. these three guys actually uh, got me hooked to the mm. sport mm. so uh, any time india has won a game i would like wait what would be the headline in the telegraph or the right. statesman or the asian age was pretty uh, popular at that time in cal Uh, just to see what quirky headline they'll get right. come up with right. so gradually that love for headlines started growing uh, a little bigger right. and uh, uh, communication and journalism see i always knew that if i had to do something it had to involve a lot of people yeah i can't i am a people's person i can i'm not a one man person okay right. so if i have to do something it will involve a lot of other people around me right and to involve other people around you you need to speak to those people and understand what their back story is right and by thinking like that i realize okay fine i wouldn't be bad as a writer right and the next thing you know is like okay i wouldn't be bad as a writer for a paper mm. and the third thing you know i wouldn't be bad as a you know some a writer who's writing on a particular sport called cricket right it's crowded it's done to death all things said and done right. it's still one of the most respected games it's still one of the biggest games right i love test cricket right i love t20 cricket too yeah i love odi cricket i'm not not a big fan of t10 <laughs> right but it's something that uh, that stayed since childhood and i always wanted to meet people as in the players right so that hunger you know i want to someday if if someday i meet sachin or uh, someday i meet saurav i'm going to ask him this question that you know when he, when you were batting on 99 in that 90 and in that world cup game against sri lanka right uh, when murli was bowling to you right. what was your mindset what were you thinking you right. were scoring at a brisk rate there was rahul ravid at the opposite end who was right. also going great right. tell us the conversations that you were having while batting these yeah. kind of questions came to me when i was watching that game in 99 right. as a 11 year old kid so you're imagining the questions and the yeah, conversations that time, in your head yeah i would like to ask him one day you know that you know uh, some day right what happened is when i became a journalist i met dada for the first time uh, that was at lower parel yeah. uh, one of the events it was a star sports event right i just cornered him for 5 minutes and i asked him this question that you know what i wanted to ask you this <laughs> for a long time it's like a dream come true so yeah it's like, it's like a dream come true but uh, that's how i wanted to do it and that was the motivation and the drive you know that i have to do something in life for which people are going to it's a little narcissistic i if i go back right now and think That's it like okay. that you can express here it it's, it's going it sounds a little narcissistic okay. maybe i was a uh, maybe i was a narcissist maybe i am i still am a little bit but i think everybody is right for yeah, to some extent or the other everybody has their own yeah. own sense of achievements so, and they want to go for it so yeah. i wanted to do things for which people will remember me and know my name yeah like for example that that platform which a newspaper can give me i right. remember one of my uh, i would like to mention his name his name is taus rizvi he lives in bombay right and uh, he was my colleague in uh, dna the first uh, newspaper i worked for right. it's it's a right. z uh, publication right. uh, so taus bhai had told me one day i think he was uh, not well for two days he didn't come to work but then i uh, he wrote a couple of stories for the paper right so and that was my second or third month in my job so i asked him that time that are aap to tabiyat kharab thi aapka story pada hai paper mein he told me a golden line which i repeat 
शेमलेसली टू एवरी वन एंड आई रिमेंबर इट लाइक टू द टी मैं आऊ या ना आऊ बाई लाइन आना चाहिए भारी लाइन है So I'm like okay fine so since I'm not a Sanjay Manjrekar or a Harsha Bhogle so right. somebody is messaging me and telling me that they like that podcast and the chat that I had about Ashwin's bowling right, or whatever right, it is right. so it feels great and you're sharing knowledge as well it's not yeah. like it's not something which you are like doing out of it's not nonsense content no. it is very it is very strict to a certain segment right. catering to a like a certain amount of people right. and who they are like you know getting some knowledge out of you which is like i don't feel that is yeah. you know if you use the word narcissism it is actually quite negative but i think that is like with your music as well when you are even mm-hmm. writing a, like you know and you are you know like maybe composing your songs writing right. your lyrics it is also something which people it's also i feel in this case when i write my songs or any like you know poetry or article i feel i'm preparing for posterity <laughs> like if i die at least you can remember me by your like you know by my words and my music and by something or the other i did that's very shakespearean by the way <laughs> i don't know but i just feel that i feel i'm preparing for posterity but i don't think that's narcissism to me it's not uh-huh. but i don't know what others might feel but anyway you said so meeting people and connecting with people is that like i should be relevant is that that's the point yeah, i should relevant, be relevant exactly. to come what may yeah. people should know me people should remember me for the good and the bad both things it's okay well good that you balanced it out in that <laughs> yeah. way i've seen like in one of the main things which i follow you on social media i see that you do a lot of live sessions with your music on fb and ig right on instagram and facebook on a regular basis and that's the main part you are consistent in that mm-hmm. despite your schedule with your work etc mm-hmm. some of the sessions i have seen they get a good amount of response where you're talking to people as well and you're you know whereas some of them don't but yeah. what i find the best thing about this is right content creators nowadays it's all about the likes and the follows how many people are following them how many people are actually attending the live sessions and based on that they can go with the content or they might also stop they're always into that kind of mood of mm-hmm. you know we are dictated by the amount of followers and mm-hmm. the and the like you know, subscribers we have mm-hmm. you don't seem to do that i didn't know till a few months back that hashtags matter <laughs> so yeah i mean no but i guess that kind of maybe like you know i just feel like how do you get that consistency in, like within you like even if you see like for two days straight maybe your live sessions are not getting that much of views but you still on the third day you still come at the same time with your guitar and you're still playing your song mm-hmm. and you're still sharing your stories how do you find the like you know like the consistency and the passion to to do that like there's a there's though, a catch there's a catch that yeah. is uh, i have realized and i have noticed uh, because since my instagram is a page now and no more a profile so i can see the insights and everything you know the traffic and this and that all right. those all those nitty gritties that are involved right so i see that uh, when the video stays in igtv after mm. the live is over mm. there's a lot of traction there right okay so at times for that sake i do it right because my audience is mainly europe 
Central Europe, at times Serbia, I have got messages from Serbia, <laughs> then uh, of course Europe, I have got right, messages right. from Amsterdam, then a little bit of Australia, you'll find a couple of Australian uh, singers in my, uh, in my uh, right, list. Right, right. So uh, you'll find a, a wonderful singer called Aarti Soniste, I think she's from Norway. Right. Brilliant, all brilliant artists and right. we got uh, connected to each other through these live sessions or some video I'll put where I'll put all these hashtags right. with which probably my video will pop up uh, right. and they're going to see and yeah. these guys haven't heard a, a song like probably if I'm doing a Bangla original, okay. it's new for them. Okay. Or if I'm putting up a Hindi Bollywood cover in my own uh, own, own style, mm. then that's something also that they mm. have, haven't heard. Mm. English originals, people keep hearing uh, even across the world, that's right. all right. But right. certain songs are like very new. So exactly. when you, when you uh, have a hashtag like a Bollywood, right. a Bollywood hashtag matters a lot. Right. Bollywood cover, Bollywood acoustic. Acoustic music, musicians of Instagram, right. vocalists of Instagram, right. singers of India is a very popular hashtag. <laughs> All this I realized over, over the last few months in the lockdown that, you know, that how people are being receptive to the videos and right. that's when I decided that, you know, I think I should turn my profile into a page right. where I'll only put things, positive things about music, travel. Right. Right. A, a little bit of probably, yeah, music, travel and photography, something on those but lines. But like, so. you know, like for you does... The number of followers, like you know, subscribers, likes matter. Like how much? No, like it, how never much did. Matter? it never it did. It never did. But I'm happy. I have around I think seven eighty odd people in my Insta, which is a lot for me. I never expected even two hundred. Okay. So uh, yeah, it never mattered because see, I believe uh, even if five people are listening to my song and they are listening to it very, uh, you know, they are focusing on my song and they are trying to understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. That's where I score, rather than. 15 people coming in and going out of my live session. I right. would rather have two or three stay throughout. Right, rather so than... That is, that is beautiful because now we haven't... I haven't played live gigs for a while. I think before the pandemic sometime I had once. Right. But later on I got into this uh, studio and all recording stuff right. because I un- understood the importance of yeah. releasing songs yeah. rather than playing yeah. live. And you will be releasing soon. I'll be releasing one more yeah. very soon. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's how I think it motivated me that, you know, I have releases coming up and I have two or three people listening. Hmm. So something or the other good is happening. So it doesn't really matter if I don't have 2,000 followers. And at times I'm not that uh, savvy also. I actually don't know what to put <laughs> being very frank okay like these days i i put a lot of uh, fashion oriented posts uh, because i real I, my friends keep telling me that you know you think uh, you should you feel you're like experimenting more experimenting it? a little bit you yeah. know uh, i i'm, I'm probably uh, trying out a new uh, new uh, uh, trouser or a new branded kurta so i'm wearing putting that on and putting right. a photo and tagging that brand and things like that i have done that also yeah. i keep doing it at times but i only do it when i like it so right. that's like kind of trying to reach out to more people and, you know, trying to see if I stand anywhere, you know, uh, close to being known as uh, somebody popular on social media. But popular as in I want them to know for my music and not for my fashion sense, right. which is which will be like quite a, bizarre quite with a, this, as you will, can see. Yeah, it will be quite a plot twist, right? Like yeah. after that, if you get known for fashion after writing songs and doing journalism for so many years, it will uh, be quite a plot twist, isn't it? It's a plot twist. It's a, it's not a bad plot twist. Like, I, I don't. Uh, I'm being very shameless. I don't dislike it at all. Come on. I mean, but to good. be honest, I see you are quite. Uh, I think I am very old-fashioned when it comes to mm. clothes. Mm. I really feel that jeans and those trousers are the way to go. Okay. But when you like, when I see you with your dhoti pants and you know the way you are with you, like this also, you know, it's, exactly. It's very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So like when I see you, you actually like you challenge yourself 
a lot doing something new right it's not that i've never seen to you to wear those dhoti pants yeah like, the whole point is to me wearing a dhoti pant is like a it's like a thing which i will do while thinking about it for an entire day it's a big thing for me oh, okay but when i see you it's like i feel it's a very casual change yeah yeah of certain Natural. things then like like is it something like you always try to do anything new like you don't really think about trying it before like like how is that process of yours like if you want to change something about yourself is it like is that change a very thought laden process or is it no. something which is natural natural i don't i only put put in thought into things which are important clothes are not that important you just need to wear something to you know look presentable right so i can i can be presentable in a veshti or a dhoti pant or a half pant or a blazer like or but a, the clothes are yeah. also the first things which make an impression think about it though yeah that's there They're, but they, i think it's, it's a, like it's the most riskiest part of not creating an impression as well if you think about it so how do you kind of think about that aspect like i think i think i somehow pull it off by talking and uh, the yeah. way i carry myself i think i somehow pull that off because since i have i have always had long hair when i used to sing for the bands yeah, and also yeah. back in the band days yeah. i had long hair so in yeah. between uh, there was a phase when i had short hair so i think hairstyle really molds your personality so you try uh, and think in a certain way okay so if i don't have anything no neither a ponytail or just a just a normal army cut okay or a right. military cut right my entire outlook towards life my life will change my entire conduct will change once i am having long hair and i am sitting with the guitar and singing i know that if i am doing this a, a string of a streak of hair is going to fall on my yeah. eyes like this and i am going to do this okay and again i am going to go back so <laughs> yeah. it's it's a very different yeah. personality from yeah. being very clean yeah. so i think those things dictate uh, the way you talk to people also right. at times i think so, the way you dress i think the way you i never i have never thought about, about? Uh, uh, wearing uh, these sort of uh, uncanny clothes if you can call it like that because it may, makes me comfortable it's very easy it has pockets <laughs> air passes through it's everywhere functional and comfortable functional comfortable and on top of that i feel is very easy to put on and uh, since i have always been a very uh, beach uh, sort of a person yeah like in a year you would find me go out twice or thrice yeah yeah so uh, so i think i acquired that uh, mindset from uh, lazing around in goa i think i started wearing this uh, these kind of pants once uh, i was in bombay because you would get the same pants in right, bandra right 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 yeah. if you go to bandra lincoln road you will find this huge so stocks huge of these pants i always wanted to buy but i like you never have the courage actually i don't think i can pull it off but i started going to work wearing that and people would ask me what is this and what is that and i would like to i would enjoy the attention Excellent. i would tell them ki listen boss you are wearing a pair of denims which is old fashion try and experiment with your looks no what's the harm it's a, it's a short life i mean you will look different and new like right. that i have i have worn that dhoti pant in the hindu office i was the first one in probably 150 years to do that and people were giving me looks at the canteen and then one person <laughs> comes up to me and tells me sir uh you going to your dancer or what sir you going to a dance program he didn't program. believe you coming to office with that yeah, th- yeah he thought like yeah. he will go somewhere else he going exactly. to a da- dance program or not i and in his very nice sweet tamil accent he said that and I, he's a very sweet chap okay so i i somehow got pissed okay i think he was the 15th person asking me the same question so i got pissed i told him yeah i just came back from you know a, a nice wedding uh, dance party i was paid 10000 bucks to do it and he believed it <laughs> so uh, people are very very sweet and uh, nice oh, in chennai man. so all my love to him but then people do give you stares and all but then i think you should feel comfortable at the well, end of yeah, the day absolutely. that's the hey, best like thing. it should be like that yeah i, I can I, yeah i can follow you on that um talking about chennai though i'll come to a question where i really want to ask you this you travel a lot for your job right, right. obviously 
I like following you on social media. I have seen that three key cities are always there in your social media, uh, like you know, posts where you talk a lot about them and the people you meet there. Yes. Three cities, namely, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong in any like in naming any one of them. One is Kolkata, obviously it's your hometown. Yeah. Secondly, it is Mumbai. Yeah. Thirdly, it is Chennai. Right. I want to understand what do these three cities mean to you? Well, such a bouncer. See, Chennai is my work city. Okay, no more emotions rather than that. Okay, that's it. Uh, Bombay is uh, Chennai is my work city in the sense because the Hindu headquarters is in Chennai, and uh, initially I was there, and now I'm here in Calcutta. But uh, I don't know when again uh, I may be called back there or somewhere else. I don't know what that is going to be. Right. Uh, but uh, I'll start with Kolkata. Yeah, okay. Yeah. In the order. Absolutely. So, Kolkata is the place where I was born. And uh, Kolkata, sorry, I think I prefer Calcutta. Calcutta yeah. is the place where I was born yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> and Calcutta is somewhere where I did my schooling, my college, uh, uh, first case, crash, all these uh, things, first drink. Sorry, first drink was in Pondicherry. <laughs> that I was a rebel kid. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so these things happened in Cal and the way you look at life, you know, sitting in this room where we both are sitting and talking right now, you see that table there underneath the television. Right. This is where I sat down and uh, studied during my class 9, 10 and all that. It's I, what you call a choky in, like, yeah. in back in the days. I, I was a smallie, okay, this yeah. much height. I would put a chair here yeah. and uh, sit down here and um, study. And there was a, ward, a, cl- a round clock here which would, uh, every hour, it, uh, the bird would chirp. Okay, right, right. a lot of different bird sounds. Right. And uh, before the day of the exams, I would see, okay, it's one o'clock. I am still not done with two more chapters. Right. Things like that. Right. The best part is, um, that is the way, I mean, uh, that is the life that I learned sitting in this room in Calcutta, that how you have to time yourself before your exams. Right now, when I'm covering a match, right. I'm writing a match report. Right. If you're covering a T20 match, the turnaround time is very less. Yes. You need to start writing at the moment you hit the press box. If you're writing two innings reports, then though you're gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't get up from your seat, no, come what may. Yeah. So so that time sense came to me in this room, sitting here. This is the room where I first heard Cranberries, Zombie or Hotel California. I had a small uh, uh, Sony uh, deck where uh, the FM... It's, mu- it's music system, right? Yeah. yeah. An FM Rainbow used to play at 8 o'clock right. uh, in the evening and uh, they would play all these uh, songs, which we, we did not have any access to back in the day. Unless we, unless you had a, a MTV uh, uh, through your cable television, or if you uh, listen to FM Rainbow. Right. So now those things happened in Calcutta, right? That shaped me as a person. Later on, growing up, I realized that I need to go out of the city because uh, I was getting stagnated. Because there's there's a point point in time in your yeah. life. I think everyone goes through that phase. Right. If you are at one place for too long, right. you, stagnate. You, you stagnate a little yeah. bit and uh, definitely there were no It's always important to visit different places to get more perspective anyway. And uh, right? I think this connects my story and you, th- you will be able to join the dots. As I told you uh, initially that uh, I always wanted to, you know, uh, do something for which people will know me and I wanted to be around people. And in India, if you have to be around people, which city would you go to? Mumbai. There lies the answer. So I always wanted to get there and now uh, then uh, after college I went to uh, study journalism. From there I got... But that was Chennai first. If you think about the order... Yeah, but again before going to that college I had taken an interview at XIC Bombay and I got through. 
I got through XIC in Bombay so and feet uh, landed in, yeah, feet in Bombay I after went Calcutta. For, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes. what happened is uh, for uh, studies and all this, for Bombay, I have played a gig back in the day in 2004, I think. I, I, I had uh, uh, freelanced with a band called Nakshatra, which was... Where did uh, you play there? 2004, I think it was Alap. What do they call that fest? Malhar. I forgot the name of the fest. Okay. Okay. Xavier's right. Bombay Fest. Okay. Yeah. I forgot the name. Uh, yeah. Malhar, I think. Okay. All right. So I played a I played with a band there long. I was the guest vocalist because their vocalist had malaria. They, he couldn't make it. Right. So that was my first gig in Bombay, and uh, I had sung uh, this. Uh, what was that? Uh, Love will keep us alive. Uh, okay. And uh, then there was Zafire uh, uh, song. Okay. Three different genres you had to sing. And the third song I think we did was um, this RATM song, uh, "Killing in the Name of." Right. Okay. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, yeah. And that time, uh, I could be, uh, I could do all those things. Now I don't anymore. RTM is tough to pull off. Though. No, that song was what? fairly easy. That because that was the last song. After that, you don't sing anything else. Yeah, even if the. <laughs> I would lose my voice after yeah, exactly. that because back yeah. in the day, I was young. I had no idea what my sound is. Yeah. Right. So I did a lot of these right. mistakes earlier on, which right. hampered my voice. It's not mistake. You can yeah. again call them experiments, right? So we did that, and uh, so I had the idea of what Bombay crowd was like, and I loved it. Do what you told you, and everyone's like in the in that rhythm. They are banging right, their right, heads. And right, right. imagine for a 16-year-old kid doing do what you told you, want to die, and all these things you are doing, and you were seeing that energy in the crowd. Right. You suddenly go to cloud nine, man, and what the fuck? This is the shit I want to do in my life. Right. And that happened in 2004, and then uh, for uh, college, I went to Chennai because that was the best college. That was right. the best college, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, I was very adamant that uh, I'll only uh, take up a job in Bombay or Delhi, maybe second choice. But right. uh, the heart was 90% Bombay ho to acha hai. Right. So thankfully, my luck was on my side and I got picked up by DNA and I went to Bombay. And then life changed for the better. Yeah, like like I think the best thing what ha- like you know what is happening now is that you are in such a stage that you are not also stagnated in Bombay or Chennai. Yeah. You can revolve around these three cities all the time. Yeah, I have always in actually. Way, right? uh, in Bombay, I've been there for uh, five and a half years almost. And uh, sorry, maybe five. I, I forgot the numbers exactly. Around five years, say. And then I was in Chennai. And uh, when I was in Chennai also, I was also constantly going to Bombay. Right, uh, for yeah. work and otherwise and things like that. All my bank accounts are in Bombay. All right. my, everything is in Bombay. Right. So, uh, so that connection was never lost. Right. And... Uh, Chennai happened because that time I was in a job in Bombay, uh, which was a terrible job. Uh, for a very stopgap period, I worked with that uh, publication, uh, which was not... Uh, it's a good publication, but it uh, the department I was working in was not uh, suiting me. Right. Uh, vice versa. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I had to... I wanted to move out and see what are the other opportunities. Right. And there were no sports jobs available in Bombay that time. So, right. this was the best bet which came my way. Right. And I thought, ki chalo, dekh liya Bombay na, Bombay to hai hi, right. we can always come back. Exactly. So let's go and see how Chennai is now, 2.0. Because right. when I was in ACJ, I hated Chennai. Right. <laughs> because come on, I mean, you put a guy from uh, the South Kolkata, Baliganj area to uh, Taramani in Chennai, exactly. you will feel a little out of place. Right, and, of course. And uh, hats off to all of us from people from every batch and even my batch. 
who put up that effort you know to go out of their homes and do this uh, right any course i mean uh, yeah take up the challenge in a different city a different it's city it's not only the yeah. course it's absolutely that time that time we were young and we hated it and things like that but then when i look back right now there are so many things that i learned in that one year of right. college yeah. staying in chennai back in the day we were like fine we didn't like this we don't like uh, we don't like this we don't like that and people don't speak the language that we understand but now that i go back and i go back to those days i feel that the fact that we didn't know the language but then we still survived it's not that uh, not everybody is bad it's not that everyone is trying to you know uh, not trying to understand you people from uh, that city also they have made their effort to understand what you speak right. but we were young enough not to understand and dismiss it it was very juvenile but uh, now after that when i moved to chennai uh, mm. uh, after all those years in yeah. bombay then again it was a very different outlook because i had grown in these years right right and after living in bombay you can't live anywhere and so i thought that i have to live in an upscale place in chennai because i'm used to that glam life of bombay so i need an upscale place a, a, a place surrounded by nice pubs and clubs and things like right. that gyms right. you know nice roads so uh, i remember uh, uh, ankita and i took a flight uh, from bombay it was a very sad day all friends uh, all our friends were there and they were like all in tears right. because we were moving to a new city though i was keeping uh, i was going to come back and all uh, time and again but she was going so and we were both she was sleeping throughout the flight and then right. again in the car we were going to a hotel because uh, yeah ankita is my wife for our listeners yeah. <laughs> who don't know yeah. that time she was my girlfriend now she's my wife so uh, yeah so we were in the car and she was sleeping throughout and uh, in my mind yeah. i am still thinking where can i replicate bombay in this city so i'm like when the car is moving from the airport to our hotel i'm right. keeping an eye on the roads right any area that i like and i passed through this beautiful place called south bog road in chennai okay it's surrounded by all five star hotels yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's surrounded uh, by the beautiful uh, old school uh, nice south indian houses which nice right. balconies and plants right. and yeah. and gardens yeah. and i noticed the address in my phone going to the hotel the first thing that we both start doing is to look for a place because we had like 3 4 days to stay in the hotel and to finalize the house and then right. gradually call the packers guys so that we can move in so i told her search southbog road on nobroker.com no right Southbrook Road comes under T Nagar, which is a very old locality in uh, right. that part of the uh, yeah. city. Yeah. And uh, you will find all these musicians and actors and uh, people from the film industry. Right. For example, uh, MGR's houses uh, in my locality. Okay. Ilya Raja stays like some five kilometers away. Hmm. So it's beautiful to stay in that kind of an environment, right? Where there's right. like so much of art and music happening. It's a positive. Yeah, and Chennai is a very uh, very musical city. See, I did I, not know that though. To be honest, that's a very surprising yeah, thing for me. It's a very musical city, and uh, you will find all the best of the best musicians, rhythm players especially, okay. uh, from Chennai. And Because I uh, always heard like, if you go for music on the south, I always thought it's Bangalore. No, 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 no. Where no, the scene no. is set there. No, no, the scene is Chennai. The scene has always been Chennai and Tamil cinema. because of the history the history of tamil cinema goes back a long time even malayalam but uh, tamil cinema is more of the popular culture uh, uh, you know bracket and right. malayalam is little bit of a balanced parallel as well as right. uh, commercial like that but uh, uh, yeah see i would definitely would uh, I, i would not settle down in chennai because right. though they are i don't relate to uh, uh, you know the culture or the style lifestyle right. there right 
that is that's entirely my choice. I mean, it's just, it's not that what they are doing is bad. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is their yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's I more, don't fit in there. That is yeah. a different question. Yeah. But uh, so that doesn't mean that you know uh, that doesn't mean that people cannot stay there absolutely. as 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 the perceptions go. Absolutely. And also, uh, like this misconception of yours got cleared. Let me tell you that you know I have had the best food at restaurants in Chennai. The food is even better than Bombay. Bombay food is actually not I that yeah. not that Bombay great. We actually don't. Yeah, it's we not that play. great. But uh, so it's like you know, sorry people of Bombay were but, listening. But uh, Chennai food is amazing, and uh, so yeah, there are a lot of positives, and I have learned a lot of things. Yeah, I will not settle down there. I have, uh, but uh, that's a city which has taught me a lot of things, life lessons, and uh, and now that when I'm working with Sports Star, there's going to be a constant connection, of course, because right. of the. Uh, because the office is right office, uh, right there yeah, and yeah, in, uh, yeah, just yeah. Op- opposite Chepak Stadium. So a lot of good things. And yeah, the fact that I have worked closely uh, with uh, MCA and uh, in and around TNCA, Bombay, Wankhede. So I uh, these three are my cricket grounds, you can right, say. Wankhede, yeah. Chepak and Eden Gardens. Right. So basically so. they are in those cities and you are like... You know, Since really, I'm a cricket writer, like, really, so... Like, you know, you really connect the... Your work yeah. with these three cities as well. I think, think it's mostly it. it's mostly Wankhede and Eden Gardens. I haven't I have covered a lot of games in Chennai Chepok also, but right. uh, my emotions are more in uh, Eden Gardens and Wankhede. I think it's mostly because of the language and the things that I remember, the buzz of the press box that I remember. Right. right. So uh, since I don't understand Tamil, I understand there's a nice banter going on or some nice discussion is going on between journalists mm. but i'm not being able to participate in it because i can't speak that language so right. that memory hasn't stayed as such but then the fact of covering that pink ball test india versus bangladesh in kolkata eden gardens right yeah where i'm sitting yeah. in the press box and on my right side all my friends from uh, bangladesh are sitting and on my left side all my friends from kolkata are sitting as in, like journalist friends right so and suddenly i feel like re- that am I writing for a Bangla publication? Right. Because there's like so much Bangla in the air. And right. and here some of us uh, guys from, uh, you know, uh, down south, like uh, I had a few guys from Crick Info and then Crick Buzz and th- there was one guy from uh, Delhi. So, we're all side here. Like, and since I have never right. worked in Calcutta, so right. all these guys from Bombay and Delhi know me as Baharka. Right. Okay. So, so they are telling me, yeah, you are making a fish market and all that. That's the common phrase which they use everywhere. Then I tell them, Ki, dude, I think this is the flavor of Calcutta. You like it. You dislike it, can't you, help it. If you dislike it, just go out for a smoke and write your report <laughs> from outside the press box. You can't tell these guys how to go about things. Exactly. They've been they doing this been, for years. They've man. been doing this for years. So, yeah, so... Uh, that 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 emotion is very strong there in Bombay because I have covered so many memorable games in Bombay and uh, remember uh, covering an IPL match where ABD Villiers scored a hundred. Right. And uh, what a hell of a knock! It was a four o'clock game. Sun is out, hot. Bombay weather. Okay. Right. And this guy comes out and starts playing 360 degree and uh, within a splash I see he's batting on hundred. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. these kind of things are very special and uh, I will never ever forget them in my life and. All these memories of, you know, covering these games and meeting these people and listening to what the buzz is, who's talking about what, who's doing which story. Right. This press conferences where cricketers are coming, right. the kind of questions they have been asked and how they are reacting. I have so many collection of nice photographs which I'm going to release later on in my life when, right. you know. I have, Look back. Yeah, I have a photo of Marlon Samuels with his pads on and uh, after winning the World T20 in Eden yeah. Gardens. So Samuels walked into the press box wearing his pads on. He was unbeaten. 
and he sat uh, with his legs up, up up on the table like this okay with his hands folded back, yeah. uh, and uh, he started started talking uh, talking shit about chain one okay okay there was a lot of banter between both of them in big bash and uh, since he won the world cup he wanted to give it back to shane warne and i have the photo original photo of that in my phone samuel sitting like that probably uh, when he turns 50 i'm going to send it to him saying happy birthday malin so that'll be that'll be superb it's a really uh, i really like that story of yours and um, my last question to you ridan is this right i understood the fact that you know the way you travel and the way you look at life right and you do not want to stagnate yourself right now when you are into a married life married life does come with its own sense of responsibilities and also this whole idea of getting settled mhm how are you thinking about that settling concept when i already heard about your theories of stagnation before then what, like how are you balancing like you know how will you balance it with ankita how do you feel it will work out Obviously i think it will uh, work out but how will it work out i just want to understand that i think what works between ankita and i uh, is that uh, both of us are eccentric people okay mm. both of us are like out of bounds <laughs> right and uh, and both of us are into art right so that is one because people who are into art they are they ought to be mad and uh, since the madness is like so wild somewhere down the line it runs parallel and somewhere it connects so i i think what works for us is that we give each other a lot of space like for example uh, see we have been talking for the last two hours right mm. uh she knows that someone's going to come over there has been no phone call she yeah. understands that okay yeah. at times i see i mean it's not good or bad i mean i'm not trying to blame others wives and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. but people tend to receive a lot of calls right when they are not together and things like that so she's always respected that space that uh, you know whenever i'm doing something you know yeah. that time i should be left alone and similarly when she's into her artwork or she has orders to finish so i know that i'm not like uh, she she sits down you know with her every uh, with her art and craft set the entire room is like filled with colors right. it's difficult to walk your way through i know and she knows that i don't uh, you know like uh, the room being you know uh, spread out like that for a long time right. but i never say a word after a point i know that that's that's like her zone she she's created that zone because she's working on a piece of art right. and i should respect that and even if it is difficult to walk my way through i will walk my way through right so i think that's what uh, that's what binds us and uh, it will never be stagnation because we are every day we are getting to know each other in a very uh, we are getting to know new things about each other and and we are we want to explore new things together we have lots of plans to go and see uh, uh, certain things in the world which we would uh, which we have dreamt of you will see steve wilson outside of course i have already uh, seen him yeah but also out like you know also you will go out and like i have also like, interviewed him so i mean yeah, <laughs> life is complete there but life is complete, uh, yeah. as a part yeah yeah but yeah, thing is, is uh, with her i want to travel a little bit maybe you know we have already traveled quite a lot and we want to do it more like uh, i can't imagine going for a walk in the villages of anjuna in goa with anybody else than ankita that is like our space i know that it's going to be her so or if if i'm chilling at tosh you know uh, with with a nice uh, pancake the first person i'll think of is ankita right things like that mm-hmm. so there are emotions that 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 are really strong and i think the fact that both of us met each other it's very personal should i <laughs> it's a your choice it's a censored show or an uncensored show <laughs> your choice okay fine no it's it's i think it's it's sweet so the i think the fact that uh, 
worked for us really, really strong is that uh, both of us met each other when we were struggling in a different city and we were doing uh, our respective jobs. And uh, it's, it's very funny that uh, she actually knew me when I was in Cal. I did not know her. Uh, we had a common friend who was my friend and uh, definitely uh, her friend too. So a very close friend of hers and a pretty, uh, a pretty close friend of mine too back in the day. So I had no idea about her but she knew she had an idea about me which I got to know later on. And the fact that she went to the same uh, English tuitions as I did and probably we and uh, their batch was right before ours. Mm. Probably we may have crossed each other in Calcutta right. years ago, but, but because not each other we have taken the yeah. same stairs and the, we have taken the same roads, but we had not seen each other. Right. So and when you meet that same person in a different city, in the same uh, organization you are working for, and you. Uh, see that the woman is a Bangali and I always like Bangali women they're very <laughs> sweet okay yeah I mean I haven't been able to date uh, outside bongs I mean I have gone out on dates but then date like date 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 yeah. <laughs> for a longer yeah. time I have uh, that not, way we are very feudal in that I have case, not been it? able to go beyond <laughs> Bengalis I'm <laughs> my heart is too weak yeah yeah, yeah I can understand uh, nothing Bengali like way. nothing like Bengali women anyway yeah. So, of course, I was a little, uh, I was melting quite a bit because it's a Bengali, women, a Bengali girl uh, who studied uh, English literature from Loreto College. Wow, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else do I need? Bengali girl, English literature from Loreto College. That's it. Life is set. <laughs> because I can have a conversation. Exactly. So, I realized that, you know, uh, how little I know of life once I started talking to yeah. her. So that's that's how I think I keep learning from her every day, and I and that's that's something I will never want to part with. For uh, and of course, I mean, you need somebody like that who yeah. who is better at uh, better than what you do. I mean, she's also a journalist. Yeah. But I think she's a better journalist, and that helps me. That helps me a lot because uh, I can just write a copy and I can just uh, turn my laptop to her and uh, tell her please sub my copy. <laughs> she's done that so many times, by the way. Huh? Uh, so. And I will send the subbed copy uh, to uh, to my desk, and uh, they'll have a very uh, light time, you know, working on that yeah. because there won't be any mistakes anyway. Right. I anyway don't write that bad. I write pretty clean. <laughs> but if once a subbed copy comes, there's a different uh, exactly level of satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I exploit her at times, but then uh, I think I'm quite a nice husband, and she. <laughs> But she's a better wife. <laughs> on that note, uh, I, I really want to thank you, Rith, for doing this and uh, supporting me on this new journey I'm on. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ayushman. This was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that was a whirlwind of a conversation with Rithai. From the narrow lanes of Kolkata to the bustling streets of Mumbai, from the heated conversations in press boxes to the strings of his guitar with the music he connects with people. I thank him that he took me on this small journey across three different cities and shared with me a small part of his story which was, I'm sure, highly engaging as well as inspiring. You can follow Rid on his Instagram page, Facebook and also his author page on Sportstar at the Hindu and also you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts and wherever you listen to it. Until next time.